Welcome back, everyone, to episode 47 of Life and Lit. It's hard to believe that this is our last episode for 2022, which means we've almost been doing this podcast thing for a full year, which is totally crazy. So for this episode, we're going to switch up our format a little bit, and instead of just talking about one particular book or one set of books, we are going to do a year in review recap of all the books that we've talked about on the pod and even some books that we've read just on our own and kind of go through some of our favorites and our highlights of each of them. So before we get started, I'm Sydney. And I'm Paige. And this is Life and Lit. Ended on a high note here. We Look are, at that. I know that was like one take and smooth, and no one laughed. That so. was flawless. We remembered our names. Here we go. Yes. Watch out, world 2023. Here we, we are come. ready to take it on. This <laughs> so this is getting released on the 27th, a few days after Christmas. So we hope that you all had a Merry Christmas and got to spend some time with your friends and family. Post-recording, Paige and I will get to hang out and meet up in our hometown for our favorite Margs. And I'm I'm super excited. I'm so excited. Oh my gosh, I cannot wait. Officially a week from now. Yes. From the day yeah. from the day of recording. Yeah. We will be at Midland Inn in good old Southern Illinois having a frozen margarita. The staple. It's that's one of my favorite places to go every time I'm, I'm so home. excited. I'm so excited to be home for the holidays. I haven't been home in a year, which seems crazy. That is crazy. I bet yeah. your mom and dad and your family are glad to have you back. Oh, they're so excited. My schedule is full. (laughs) I will be home for three full days and I won't be sitting down for a minute of it, I feel like, but I'm excited. Definitely. So I'm excited to talk about books. I have like a whole, the list of all the books I read this year in front of me, sort of, I feel like I forgot a few, but it's been a good year for reading. Because I keep a list, like a hard copy list of every book that I read. And that would have been smart to have that in front of me right now. But Well, you're the one to inspire me to start writing down what I've read. Yes. Well, honestly, it just happens because sometimes I like to stick to similar genres. So I will get confused. I'm like, did I already read this? (laughs) But also, I don't know if you use Goodreads, which I don't really keep up with it that much, like as much as I should. But then I saw people posting that Goodreads will do like a year in re- a year in review, kind of like Spotify Wrapped. Oh, so like, I would love that. Uh, now I want to know what mine says. So I started like entering in all the books that I read, and I have more books on my Goodreads than I do on my hard copy list. So I'm not sure if I've just like doubled up or missed something. Yeah, but yeah, I'll have. I'm gonna post that to our account so that we can kind of see what the year in review was like it keeps track of like pages read and books and genres and all that stuff so that's so cool I need to do that next year I won't but I would like to (laughs) well I like like added a bunch all 
in one day. Like you can put oh. the day that you finish reading and start like, I don't know any of that. I put it all to like December, 2022. <laughs> oh yeah. So it's going to be a little skewed go. of like which month you read the most, but yeah, <laughs> at least you can see all the other stats. Yeah. And I always like to look and see like what the ratings are on books on Goodreads before I read them. That's a thing me that my Sarah has gotten me into because she swears by like it has to be above a 4.2 or she won't read it. Sarah and I would get along. Okay, but I'm kind of that, that system is flawed because there but... have been many books that do not have that rating and are good. And then some books that have that reading rating and are like trash. I will say I like to do kind of a broader approach to that. I will look at several different sites. I'll look at Goodreads. Amazon and Barnes and Noble to see kind of like what the average rating is because I feel like Goodreads is usually lower than the others so I will go to barnesandnoble.com and kind of compare and see what the others are saying about it that's fair I use it more to like gauge my expectations although I definitely have a rating floor like I would not read a book probably that was rated for sure less than a three or a three and a half. Ooh. I feel like that's yeah. just not even worth my time. Yeah. But, 3. 8, 3.9 is pushing it for me. Yeah. I mean, you got to give them a chance. I feel like we've read some books that could be on the lower end of that. But yeah, the lighthearted ones, I feel like for sure, like the rom-com ones, they're yeah. not going to get like five stars, but yeah. they're mindless and fun. So sometimes you have to read those. Yes. So should we kick it off with kind of our year in review questions? Yes. And I think we're going to start with what I call an easy one, but it really isn't easy to pick just one book for these. But let's start off with favorite book or books of the year. I like that you threw books into there because I wrote down two of course you did. <laughs> and then I also added a third, which I don't know if it's really ranks up there, but, and you might, you probably would be able to guess these. Cause the, the two I picked, I picked just off our list that we did on the pod, but then the third one is when I just finished. Okay. Okay. So my first, this was, a t- this was like kind of a tie, but I think in my gut, I'm going to say anxious people. I yes. love that book. I loved that book. But my go-to gut feel like my go-to original was The Rose Code because I also loved that. Yes. I knew that would be on there. Yeah. But then on on reflection, when I was looking back through all of them, I was like, oh, I really forgot about Anxious People because I did – that one just like resonated with me. I don't even know why. It was so unexpected. And I was actually at Barnes & Noble earlier this evening and he has a new book out. And I want to read more by him. So I might go to the library this week and pick some up for some holiday reads for the plane ride. But yeah, I would say Anxious People came out of left field for me. For like as your favorite? Yeah, I would say, yeah. Anxious People is definitely up there. Another one that I would say was, one of my favorites of the year is Carrie Soto is back. I loved that book. I had a feeling you would say that one. 
Yeah. <laughs> I wondered if you could guess. I mean, Rose Code, absolutely up there. I almost wrote that one down, but then I saw Carrie Soto on my bookshelf and I was like, no, yeah. that one. I would read it again right now. I might, you know, I might read it this week because I'm just, I'm obsessed with that book. The storyline, the characters, the love story. The, All of it. How well written it was. I just, the ending. Oh my gosh. It's just chef's kiss. That's how I felt about Rose Code. Like the characters and the storyline was so fascinating to me and so interesting that they were like such three unique characters. Yeah. I don't know. Just expert. Expert craftsmen. You know, two of our go-to authors here, Taylor Jenkins Reid and Kate Quinn. You can't go wrong. You can't go wrong with them. True. Very true. So solid, solid choices. And I like how we overlapped a little bit, which brings me, it kind of overlaps with kind of another question I had was what was your most unexpected book? And I put, and this could be a very broad range, but I guess like which one was unlike anything you've ever read or really took you by surprise by how much you liked it or how much it resonated with you. And that one for me is Anxious People. So I also wrote that down for Anxious People, like for this question, because (laughs) at at first I did not know if I was going to get into it and like it. Like when I, the writing style was so different from what we typically read and what I typically read that it like threw me off. But once I did get into it, which it didn't take long to get into it, but once I did, I was hooked and I really liked it. Yeah. I was like laughing out loud one page, the next page I would be like holding back tears. Like, yeah, it is just about being human and how it's okay, like to be going through what you're going through. And it just, wow, it, it really resonated with me and I will recommend it to everybody. So also on this question, I put, I wasn't really sure like what you were meaning by this. So it kind of stumped me. So I put, I did a most unexpected to like, which was anxious people. And then I did one most unexpected to dislike. Okay. Which for me was Addie LaRue. I I knew you would say that. I could not drive with that book. And I really thought that I would like that was one I think you picked. And when I read the back, I'm like, oh, yeah, sounds great. Right up my alley. And then I just you hated couldn't. it. I just yeah. couldn't do it. Yeah, so you that have really strong, strong feelings about that one, which is surprising. I mean, I'm not in love with it. I enjoyed it. It was good. Uh, you know, I'd recommend it to people. But I don't have, like, strong feelings either way after reading it. It's not yeah. a reread for sure. No. And I don't know. Hate's probably too strong of a word. I just didn't – I couldn't get into it, and it didn't keep my attention. Like, yeah, if we had not been doing it for the pod, I would not have finished it. Because wow. I just – yeah, yeah. That, that's <laughs> I just strong. didn't care. Those are strong words. Yeah. So those were my two takes on the most unexpected, one to like and one to dislike. Yeah. I don't think I had one that I really, well, huh. no, there was one I disliked and I did not finish it, but. Did I you can't... even try? 
Did I even try to finish Where the Freaking Crawdads Sing? Yeah. Yeah, did you even get it? Yes, I got it from the library. I was like, this book is all the rage. I've got to get it before everyone puts it on hold and it's on a year-long wait list. I read one page and I was like, nope. And I was so done. So you didn't, that one page is not even trying. I couldn't. I had no interest. I couldn't even get halfway through the page before I, and I tried several times to start it. And then I was like, you got to go back. And I've never felt like reading it again. And then I saw the movie and I was like, I'm glad I didn't waste my time because I just wasted two hours of my life and $5 on this ticket. Which I feel like part of that, I was not enthusiastic about that book. So I did not translate it well. I didn't hype it up to you. But I felt that way else about in the like, world did. Everyone no, else I know. In the world did. So I felt but that I way. It was like unexpected. I guess it was unexpected by how the like little of it I could get through. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. If you've listened to the episode, you know my feelings on it. But I felt the way about Crawdads how you felt about Addie Luru. Like I read it. I don't know, probably two or three years ago when it, the book was all the rage, like before the movie. Yeah. And I was so excited. I'm like, oh, everyone, this is like the book of the summer. And then I read it and I was just like, okay, whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah. I didn't feel that strongly about it. I was just like, okay, that's done. Never going to yeah. read that again. But yeah. well, that's, I guess, the joy of reading is that everybody – you know, I tell people that and they're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you didn't like that. Like, no. Well, believe it. Yeah. Because <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> so I guess this segues well into, since we're on a theme of what we don't like, into most disliked character from the year. Yeah, this one really stumped me. And I don't know why, because I'm not a people person, you know. That I don't surprised like me. People, I had two instant so. instant ones that I was like, I, Yeah, I was trying. You sent this one to me today. And so I really sat down and thought about it after work. And I couldn't, I kind of had to look through our list of books again to come up with something. But it's, I don't know. We'll see. What did you put? Well, I think like the obvious answer was Ryle. Yes, that's who trash. I thought of. <laughs> He's trash. But he then the trash. other, <laughs> I don't even remember this girl's name, but the other one that came to mind was the like yoga nanny from Christmas oh, okay. from last year. Cause I also like, anytime she was on the page, I was just like, oh, this girl. Yes. Okay. I thought of her too, but I was trying, I don't know. I guess I was trying to dig deeper, but no, no. those were the two. Those are very unlikable characters. Yeah. Those were the two I thought of. Ryle, just one for his name, Ryle. But <laughs> he was like on he was on a downhill slide just from the game. Yeah. But... He was trash in more ways than one. So yeah, that one in Yoga Nanny who talked in questions. I was like, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> I can't stand you. I cannot stand you. Oh, okay. So this one is kind of this is off the cuff here relates to it what protagonist of the books that we read this year did you not necessarily like but still rooted for um 
my gut answer would probably be Evelyn Hugo. She was not yes. a likable character. Yes. I, oh my gosh. Yeah. We're so we're on the same wavelength here. I because that was who I was thinking of when I said that question when I asked that question because I was like I didn't really like her but I admired her for I also didn't like I don't know not so much that I didn't like but just that like frustrate she was unlikable was um the third girl from rose code not oh mab the one who yes the like odd one i can't remember her name but she so mad yeah she was i don't know i read this literally Uh... like last january so i can't remember it's sitting on my shelf so i could you know go over there and pick it up i'll do that but yeah i would say she was definitely I don't necessarily root for her. I felt bad for her, but I didn't root for her. And yeah, the way that I rooted for the others, it yeah. was Beth. Yeah. I was thinking I mean, Beth, but Beth, then I was like, no. That just has like Beth energy. She's I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. There's Beth from Little Women. We can't categorize them together. Yeah. I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Still going to, but yeah. Big death energy. So I guess then on the flip side, who do you think is the most inspiring character that we've read about? Wow. There are so many. Yeah, but this was one you said you didn't have an answer for. (laughs) Well, I know. Well, I was, I was, you know, typical me. I was trying to go for like one, like the one answer. But now oh, I know I that try. we can have like two or two, yeah, see differences here in personality. Yeah. Um, I felt like it was taking a test. I was like, all right, who is it? And I'm the person that can't make any decisions ever. So I'm just like, let's just include <laughs> three of them. All yeah. five. Let's fine. bullet point this. Where do I begin? Um, yeah. <laughs> I would say, I mean, Oslo and Mab, obviously, loved them. Um, yes. From the road. I put Mab. Mab. Yeah, I would say Mab if I had to choose between them. I loved Carrie Soto because she was such a complex character and you rooted for her and I might maybe a little bit identify with her. So (laughs) I don't know. I really, I just really liked her and I think part of the reason I liked that character so much was how many women she represented at like such a high level because she really, I think Taylor Jenkins Reid did a really good job of kind of bringing light to how professional female athletes are treated differently than like professional male athletes. Like, and they have to be on their best behavior and put forth this like perfect version of themselves. And Carrie Soto was like, no. And so just because she was competitive and all this stuff that she did, the world, you know, kind of, I don't know, deemed her a bitch, basically. It's the bitch's back theme song. Loved that, too. So, I don't know. I just really love the way that she was written. And, but she, you know, didn't care. 
she was still going to be herself. Yeah, I think that's fair. She was very true to herself and like, she was willing very... to reach her goals no matter what it took. Yeah, but then very also had, I thought, had a really good arc. Yes. So, yeah, I don't know. I really loved I really loved Carrie Soto, obviously. <laughs> That's a good. That's good. I put down Mab, of course. Yes. Just because she, like, I don't know, lost so much, but still yeah. came out or, you know, tried to. She didn't let it completely defeat her. And then I put Mila from the Diamond Eye. Yes, I had her, too on my list yeah because she i just loved that tie-in of her being a real like i think that's so cool and such a cool story that i probably never would have heard of otherwise yeah my mom actually she borrowed that when that book when she came to visit me and she was texting me the whole time she was reading it she's like oh my god (sighs) this is so good like she was so excited and she loved i love that yeah and then i also put anya from winter garden of because Of course. I love that book so much. And just. I was waiting for you to really throw that in there. I was like, when is she going to throw in Winter Garden? (laughs) Surprisingly, that's like the only spot that is on my list. It could be in another one. We'll get there. We'll get there. (laughs) Again, I think that that was so powerful to me because of she's a fictional character, but she represented so many real people or the yeah. stories of real people in that time like Kristen Hanna took a lot of real experiences and wove them into that time like during the siege of Leningrad and I just think that's so inspiring that any human could survive what they went through yeah it really it is so I feel like the theme here and our most inspiring characters is strong women yeah, for sure. That's Seven I think that's been a theme over Yeah, over a lot of our novels, for sure. And expect more of it, honestly. Always. <laughs> the best Always. stories, yeah. Okay. I guess we can kind of pivot away from that. And because we did a whole theme over adaptations, books, movies where we mm-hmm. were like we I don't know kind of went against what I expected and kind of liked the film and or TV show more, which I guess it was just the books we picked. They're not all that way, but I felt a little, I don't know. I was surprised by how often I, I was, said that I, know, I, I liked. Like, can I give myself the ick by saying that? I'm like, oh God, I feel like I'm, I don't know, slandering all this, but. Yeah. But what was your favorite adaptation that you saw this year i wouldn't say it necessarily had to be released this year because but that we watched this yeah i'm like way behind on all that or so like what was your favorite that we discussed and or you watched on your own well i mean the one that i wrote down was normal people i knew it yeah me too i wrote that down too because it's but then i also have because I was thinking like you unlocked my memory when I thought what did we cover that had been also like obviously I liked Bridgerton season two that book was trash but the tv show (laughs) 
was very good and that was good but i don't know normal people just like hit me yeah and it was like daisy edgar jones which i love her so yeah Yeah, and then i would agree yeah the persuasion one i don't know i love that adaptation i know people are like hating on it saying it wasn't true to Jane Austen but I'll say I said it in the episode I'll say it again I think it was introducing Jane Austen to a new generation and I stand by that and I think it's hilarious yeah I just wouldn't watch that again which also maybe part of the problem was that I watched that after my ear surgery so I was like (laughs) half whacked out on on pain pills and kept falling asleep and not being like rewind and start over but like normal people I for sure would watch again no question oh yeah Bridgerton I I would watch again I don't really feel like I would watch Persuasion again yeah that's fair normal people I've watched twice oh it's so good and I tell everyone to watch it yes for sure I'm like if you're not offended by nudity watch it I mean whatever (laughs) we're all adults (laughs) or a little surprise for you (laughs) (laughs) I won't tell you (laughs) Should we pivot to our favorite, like, from growing up? Let's go from the nudity of normal people to what was your favorite book as a child. I mean, that's a solid segue, (laughs) yes. So, I mean, my favorite growing up, I feel like we already talked about, but I was obsessed with the Little House series, Little House on the Prairie. Oh, yeah. I was, like, obsessed with that wanted to be a pioneer girl played outside your own apple butter (laughs) (laughs) yeah it has carried over into adulthood okay that never really left i mean yeah yeah i was your typical harry potter kid right still am always will be that's what i was gonna say for like i mean i i mean little house is like like six seven eight I even had like picture books when I was little, little. I mean, when I, I think had of like Potter books when I was that young. I we were in like junior high when those were coming out. I thought like no, we were young middle school my, to junior high. No, because my dad they came out like I think the first one came out in the nineties. Because the first, I, if you want to feel old, the first movie I think came out. In 2001 or something. That does make me feel old. Yeah. I always think of those as like. From a very young age. And my dad read them to me out loud. And then I kind of like carried on by myself. Yeah. So I was like. I was very young. I was your Harry Potter kid. I'm still your Harry Potter kid. Um, That's true. Yeah. (laughs) So. I would say that one. And but if we want to go a little older, I guess uh, I would say the book thief. Ooh, that's that a good one for me. That's a good one. I still have it on my shelf, and I still tell people to read it. I guess so. This is funny too, and like on brand for me. And I feel like our you know growing up. Um, the American Girl doll books. Loved those. Oh, gosh. Everyone that came with each doll at that each different lesson. I yeah. devoured that. Meet Felicity. Meet Kit. Yeah. yeah. 
and I stand by it because I feel like that is a, was a great way to like introduce absolutely now there's into a, history yeah I don't even get me on my American Girl soapbox <laughs> they're all just modern day girls and not like teaching history like they used to. I know they started phasing out the historical girls which just yeah like I'm you, not can't about get that. you cannot I'm so upset when they got rid of Felicity I like yeah. had a full-on come apart just ask my mom <laughs> <laughs> at least hopefully you still have yours at home that can be like uh, a yeah I think I still have a few I think I did sell some because I was like you know go be enjoyed by little girls but I think yeah. I still have a few I thought like oh I can keep like hold on to these dolls and pass them down to my nieces. But then I was just at my brother's for her birthday, which she just turned four. So maybe mm-hmm. give it some time. But she was like drawing on the doll that they got her and like thinking about cutting <laughs> her hair. And I was like, oh, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a better like center. I, yeah, I would yeah. have to like you'd have to put me on Xanax if I ever saw that. So. <laughs> like, do you not know this is an heirloom now? They don't right. make these anymore. Do you not know the significance of these dolls? Yeah. So. Yeah. Do you know what Felicity had to go through? <laughs> right. This took a weird and unexpected. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, that's the life part. It is. You never know what you're going to get. Like a box of chocolates. Um, well, yeah. I guess back... On the kid, this is when I sprung on you in the pre-record like 10 minutes ago. But, and you, I guess, probably already answered it. Like, who inspired you to read or kind of what got you into reading as a kid, if you remember? Yeah, I would say my parents, for sure. You know, they read books to me. And I remember going to the Carterville Public Library. Ooh, the old I one gave away our hometown. Hope we don't have any stalkers. Um, <laughs> Good thing we don't live there anymore. Yeah, <laughs> but like the old one, like not the nice new one that they built. Yeah, like the, the old, old one, one that yeah, that like smelled weird. It was really dark. Um, yeah, I remember going there a lot, and they would buy us books. They always like encouraged that, and. I didn't like, you know, there wasn't like this big moment, this big story. It was just like books are always present. And my parents read a lot, you know, like after dinner, you know, the TV might be on, but my parents would be reading books. So I think it's just always been part of my life. And that's still how I am to this day. I would rather sit down and read a book than sit down and watch TV. Yeah. Depending on on, like, my state of mind if I just don't want to think and I want to like essentially space out then I'll put the tv on because books take a little more focus but yeah the majority of the time I'd rather sit down and read a book that's fair well I was just gonna say that's why I like audiobooks so much because I don't have to like sit down that's focus. I can listen while I'm like taking the dog on the walk or you know folding laundry or doing whatever but as far as the person that inspired me to read I would say my parents too growing up my mom like always read to me a lot but more specifically my grandma I have such like formative memories of going to the library with her and going to Barnes and Noble with her and she would very rarely ever buy me a toy, but she would always, always buy me a book. 
Yes. And encourage me to read that way. And I love that. And I think that's something I want to continue with my children and grandchildren of like, you don't need all these toys that you're going to play with, like play with for two days and then be bored with. But a book is something that you can always treasure and I don't know, get you thinking. Yeah. I try to be that way with my nieces and nephews now. And my mom does that for all of our little cousins. You know, on one side we have like eight or nine little cousins now and they all get, you know, all the tech, all the toys, all the clothes. And she always gets them books every year. I love that. That's what I try to do too with ever with like kids gifts or anytime I go to a baby shower or whatever, I try to pick a book that's either tied to something that my friend and I did together or tied to like, I like to get farm related books for kids because I work in agriculture and big into that. But I don't know. It's kind of fun and personal. And like, I don't know when my friend Erica at her baby shower, I got her a book about like applesauce day or something. Cause one of our things in college was always going to the apple orchards in the fall. And so she's like, Oh, I love that. That's tied into our memories. And it's like, that's so much more fun and like meaningful than a toy. Yeah. That's awesome. I couldn't really get people books that tie into my career. Be like, there's a book about cancer. You could get them science books. (laughs) I could. I do. (laughs) Yeah, STEM. They do have like little physics books for yeah. now, and I think it's adorable. Radiation oncology for toddlers. <laughs> Just some light reading. <laughs> I love it. All right. So we've talked about our favorite book growing up, our favorite book of the year, who inspired us to read. But what's a book that you think everyone should read? This was the only one that I could not come up with, like, a concrete answer, which I know surprised you. (laughs) Yeah, because I was like, I know, which I even wrote down which one you would say. I mean, did you think I was going to say 112263? Absolutely, 100%. Yeah, which obviously I love that book, and it is very near and dear to my heart, and that is my number one go-to recommendation. Yeah. But... It can be intimidating if you're not a reader because it's giant. That's true. And I feel like, I mean, I feel like it is good because it's a crossover and it can get some like history nerds because it is very historically based, but interesting. So then I also kind of circled back to anxious people because I feel like it's very easy to read and something that anyone at like any stage in life can relate to. There were little nuggets in there. Yeah. All the characters, it was a, you know, a wide range of ages. Yeah. And it just gets you in the feels about life. Yeah. But then it also went with like the classic route and put down pride and prejudice. Cause that's like a uh-huh. solid standard that everyone should read. Yeah. I love Pride and Prejudice. I know. There were so many different routes you could go with it of like the classic. Yeah. It yeah. I will say, or I'll I'll say mine first and then I kind of excited about this. And this is one I've said forever. And I'll probably say forever. And I think people are always surprised by it. But 
and I've already mentioned it in this podcast episode. So I I'm coming. I know. You're not going to guess it. I would recommend The Book Thief to everybody. No, that's what I thought you were going to say. Really? Yeah. Like before this episode, that's what you thought? Oh, no. But just as we were listening, like going through. Like talking about it. it. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's such a powerful read. And it's just the way it's written is very powerful. It's very unique. Of course, it's historical fiction, so I love it. But it's at the end of the day, it's just like the human condition. Yeah. But it's written from death's point of view. I think it's so yeah. unique. That is unique. Yeah. And so it's looking, it's like from death's point of view, how humans treat each other. See, I feel like that's what like the Midnight Library was trying to be or like yeah. trying to have that kind of vibe. Yeah. No, and this it- is like very unique because it's like death following this story but then talking about how tragic it is, how humans treat each other. Because we always look at death as such a great tragedy. Right. It is, but it was kind of flip it around and see how we, you know, interact and treat each other is actually the big tragedy. So I don't know. It's very deep. You don't think about it as being deep, but it's very good. And I highly, highly recommend it to everybody. Are you going to yell at me if I say I've never read it? No, I'm just going to tell you go read it. Or yeah. I'm going to get you for your birthday. There we go. <laughs> Easy enough. No, but I will say it's kind of funny because, as we all know, I'm on the dating apps. <laughs> Cry for me. Um, <laughs> send mine. One of, like, the prompts that they ask, like, you know, you, you can post pictures, you can do all this, but you, they prompt you to answer questions. And one of them mm-hmm. is, what's a book that you think everyone should read and so many men I don't know if they just think they're intelligent or if they've ever actually read this book and if they have it actually tracks but they always always put the alchemist and I'm like who are you impressing because I read that book and I will argue with you for hours about how it was not all it's cracked up to be I feel like that's one of those that it's like the right answer like yeah that's what you think you should impressive. say yeah yeah everyone should read the alchemist i have it on my bookshelf and it looks impressive but if people ask me have you read this i'm like yes let me tell you yeah why it's trash so <laughs> i thought you were gonna say a lot of people put the book thief and i was gonna be really surprised no <laughs> so many people like if they answer the question it's the alchemist and i'm like no i actually like had a date with someone where they asked me that and they said have you read the alchemist and i'm like buddy it's not gonna work out buckle up (laughs) (laughs) buckle up buttercup and then i told him how it was you know misogynistic and written to never read that one either patriarchy yeah then my biggest issue with it here we go i'm up on another soapbox is <laughs> it's about this guy looking for his true purpose in life and he kept finding all these great purposes but it wasn't the one but then the one female character in the book her purpose was to stay in her village with her dad and wait for him and i'm like i'm sorry yeah. no no while he like went off to search for himself she would be there 
When did this come out? I don't know. Oh, 2015. Oh, I thought that was older. It has to be older than that. Really? Maybe that's just this version. No, 1988. Okay, I was going to say, like, I remember that being a book that adults read when we were younger. It's only got a 3.9 on Goodreads, so. (laughs) So that tracks. (laughs) But I just read it and I was mad. I was like, really? This is what everyone's talking about? But yeah, wow, okay. I got off on a tangent. I don't recommend The Alchemist. I do recommend The Book Thief. (laughs) That's good to know. Stay away from anyone that says the, their favorite book is The Alchemist. Immediate red flag. <laughs> Immediately, no. First question I ask on a date. Have you read The Alchemist? <laughs> and did you like Oh. Yes. That's so oh. I know. Well, is that all our questions? That's all I had. But I did kind of have a follow-up because at the beginning of the year... We both vowed to read more nonfiction. Yes. Because we were kind of, it was a new genre for both of us. And I was just kind of like, how did you do? How do you feel you did with that? Did you read more nonfiction than you expected? Or did you make a point of it? I mean, I read more nonfiction than I typically do because typically it's uh, zero. Zero. <laughs> so one is proven. Yeah. I read more than that. I probably read four. We did, what, three on the pod? Yeah. I think I read another one. It was a celebrity. I don't know if that counts, but whatever. I think it does. You know, you I think it counts. Definitely um, self-help, you know. Oof. No, it wasn't self-help. I don't do those. But yeah. yeah, it was like a celebrity memoir. Yeah, I did too. I feel like I did better than expected on that yeah and i'm gonna keep doing it you know i know keep... that's something i want to i don't know carry more into i pick up i mean i have a lot more nonfiction on my shelf i'll put it that way i have not gotten to read them all but i have probably a good i have three more that are on my tbr pile yeah that's awesome Mine have like, four. i read like one celebrity which we did for the pod yeah but then other they've all been political and interesting. That is interesting. Those stress me out because it just stresses me out in general. Like I want I want the lighthearted gossip. Not really lighthearted, but I want the gossip, the behind the scenes of like my favorite TV shows. Yeah. I, I just their like nitty-gritty. Read, yeah, I like to read the political ones. One, because you get like an inside scoop. But also it's kind of like a study in human psychology for me because I'm like how do you perceive yourself because I know how the world perceives you yeah and like how did you think what what were you thinking when you approached this big kind of and controversial thing that you did what were you thinking that whole time I don't know it's just well it's kind of interesting because like anyone that gets into politics I feel like has to view themselves yeah a little bit of a certain way so it's interesting yeah yeah, I agree. I don't know. It was, it's, I don't know. The, the humans, have, they're so interesting. Yeah. I have one on my shelf um, about some of the code breakers. Like, I think it was one that she referenced in the author's note. Yeah. In Rose Code. So I'm super excited about that. Yeah. You'll have to let me know how that is. Yeah. 
Maybe that'll be my first New Year read. Yeah, I'm excited for the New Year. Excited for what it's going to bring. I already have my to be read pile is not getting any smaller. Same. Um, it's growing alarmingly high. Same. I mean, my cat knocks it over almost every day, but <laughs> I need to relocate. But yeah, this is fun. I like this is a different episode for us. This was fun. It was cool to look back because there were some like when I was going through making my Goodreads list too. There was like, oh, I forgot about that one, or yeah, you know, oh, that feels like it's so long ago, but it was just this year. So it's kind of cool to look back and see. I think this is definitely the most books I've ever read in a year. Yeah, I I would agree with that. Yeah. So it's super exciting. I yeah, I think I'm at like 50. I think – so that's what on my paper list, I was at 49. I was like, oh, I got to make it to 50, which I've got one that I'm started and going to finish. But then when I was going through Goodreads, I was up to like 55. Nice. Like, How have yeah. I <laughs> – what have I missed here? Yeah. But – with a good yeah. mix of serious and lighthearted. That's awesome. Yeah, we had a wide range and a, like a lot more that I probably wouldn't have picked just on my own. So I'm glad yeah. that we kind of went with themes and broadened our horizons a little bit. Me too. What a year it's been. Yes, for sure. Look at us. We did it. So. Thank you all for listening and following along with us on this journey. We hope that you like the content that we've put out for everybody. We hope you've enjoyed some of the books that we've talked about and some of the different things that we've posted and shared. It's been fun getting to know some of the other podcasters and just kind of broaden our horizons. I think it's hard for both of us because we're not social media people typically in general oh but it's the been fun all of this was learning social media <laughs> yes but it's been fun and like the tech parts we've worked out some kinks <laughs> yeah but still working thank you for you know sticking with us through this whole thing with our audio issues our just you know kind of awkwardness at the beginning our rambling <laughs> our ramp I mean we still ramble let's be real yeah but yeah, thanks for sticking with us and listening. It's been fun. I'm glad you convinced me to do this, Sydney. Yeah, me too. I'm glad that you went along with my crazy idea. So we will be back next year. That's crazy to say, but we'll be back next year with some more exciting picks for you guys, which we have not even talked about. So it could be anything. We have no idea what the new year is going to bring. Flying blind. (laughs) So it could be anything, but we hope you all have a great winter holiday season and a happy new year. And until 2023, happy reading. Happy reading.